Hello and welcome to another episode of Armchair Opinions. Armchair Opinions is a blog where qualified philosophers answer questions asked by non-philosophers. Here on the podcast, we take a closer look at some of those answers. My name is Alex Impey. I am joined by armchair philosophers Carl Messenger. Hello. James Brown. Howdy. And our guest today, Bram Varson. Hi there. Bram is a researcher at the University of Cologne and gets especially excited by the philosophy of causation. Under the magnifying glass today is Bram's opinion about whether a lack of ego makes us lazy, written in response to a question from Javier Sousas. Thank you, Javier. So, Bram, talk us through your opinion. Okay, Alex. Thanks for having me. So, I, I, I should say <laughs> I really like this question. Because I do think that the the idea that a lack of ego would make us lazy has some intuitive appeal. Hmm. Uh, It seems like, you know, in order to take care of business, we need to be motivated. And what's, you know, what's better to motivate us than our sense of self, right? Or our ego. Hmm. So if you want to get things done, you better have like more ego rather than less. My conviction is, however, that despite this, you know, face value appeal, the answer to the question, does lack of ego make us lazy, is likely more complica- complicated than a simple yes. We need, to, we need to define the terms correctly, right, before we can, we can get started, right? Mm. So we need to clarify, what do we mean by ego? What do we mean by lazy? And I think that's like quite a, a non-trivial task, right? You need to distinguish them properly from nearby notions that are subtly different, mm. right? So, so say something like self-esteem or pride mm. or just the self. It seems like they're not exactly the same as the ego, but they are related. And we want to have like clear-cut uh, distinctions there. And I think the same holds for lazy, right? Being lazy is not really the same as being tired or being disinterested, mm. but you, you know, they're sort of related. And we want to get we want to get things straight. Like, what do we really mean? And I think getting these things straight, it's going to be a lot of work. And things are going to be a bit boring to do as well. But we have to do it. Mm. And I think a lot of that can be done from the armchair. Mm. Now, what I think is the, the fun stuff from the armchair is building hypotheses, right? Mm. Just wondering whether, you know, what possible relations could there be between the ego and, and laziness, and I think once we move through some of the possible hypotheses that have some intuitive plausibility, we, we, we get to see some of the cracks in, in the intuition that ego and laziness uh, are, are correlated in the way that a question would suggest, right? So the driving idea in the question is that our ego can motivate us to do things, right? That, that certainly seems true. But then it also seems that quite often, like, our ego stops us from de- doing things as well, right? Sometimes, quite intuitive to say that some people have too big an ego to actually mm. do something. Mm. Like, notably, as far as I understand, Trump refuses to listen to news updates, right? So there's all these experts <laughs> trying to inform him on what's going on. But, you know, he, he, he thinks he's too smart to listen to them. He says this, right? I, I'm like a smart person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right? And and he'd rather go play golf, right? Which you know is a lazy sport if there ever was one. Right? <laughs> uh, so so this is, seems to be like an obvious case in which, 
your ego stands in the way of actually getting things done or doing things things that need doing. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I also think that like there are several other motivators that are not directly ego related, I would say. Uh that, that play an important role in our daily life. Like sometimes we, we look at things and they just need doing, right? You come into the kitchen and the dishes need doing, right? And then you just do them. And it's not like you're thinking like, well, you know, that's the kind of person I am. Like I'm going to build up. Just look at the dishes. They're dirty and they need mm. doing and you do them, right? Mm. And sometimes we just have an urge to do things. And I think that the the clearest example you can see in like young children, I think typically they're not very lazy, Right. They don't do a lot of useful stuff, right? But they're not exactly lazy. Mm. But they're also not very self-involved in the sense that they're sort of like, I'm building up this image of myself as an adventurer or as a uh, as a hard worker. But, you know, they do things the entire time, right? Mm. Uh, so I think, like, on the one hand, the fact that ego can stand in the way of getting things done. And on the other hand, that there's all these other kinds of motivators that I don't think, like a lack of ego does not have to make us lazy, right? I think there's all kinds of way to have like a small ego and be not very lazy or to have a huge ego and be very lazy as well. Uh, my question is, what is the ego exactly? And why would its existence or lack thereof have an effect on motivation? Mm. I think that's actually an excellent question, right? So as, as I said already in, in part of my answer, like getting straight on what the ego is is going to be a substantial part of the work. Yeah. And I think the ego, I mean, it has many associations, right? Just the word ego, like it, it played a huge role in Freudian psychoanalysis, right? It, it's supposed to negotiate between our lusts and, and the structures that society forces upon us and that mm. kind of stuff. Mm. But I think like in the way the question was posed, the the more suitable reading of the notion of, of ego for me was this sort of a self-image that we project outwards as well as inwards, sort of like it's the image of ourselves we hold ourselves up to, mm. right? And as a result of that, I think it's mostly made up up of qualities that we think are important, right? You, you know, people see themselves as as hard workers, right? Or or a straight shooter, or or modest, or clever, mm. right? And that's the sort of self-image you want to project outwards to other people, and you hold yourself accountable to it. You hold that as a standard to yourself. Yeah. I think that's sort of a, quite a familiar word, use of the word ego, and yeah. you can sort of see it in in familiar phrases like you know. Elon Musk has a big ego, right? Mm. Or mm. or that hurt damaged her ego. Yeah, that, uh, that kind of stuff. I was going to I was going to uh, raise this this question actually. Um, yeah. Well, so an ego seems to be the sort of thing that can be big or small, or or as you just said, hurt or intact. Um, but but in particular, the big small thing. Like I was wondering how. So if we try to unpack the idea of ego, what actually is it that that's bigger in the case of Trump, say, um, right. and smaller in in ordinary cases? You know, what would you what do you think that what do you think that it is that's big with the big egoed person? What is it they've got that's large? <laughs> Trump has a really big booty. So I don't know. Trump has a big booty. It's definitely- 
<laughs> yeah, have you seen him? Okay. They call him like Mr. Thickums or something on Twitter. Nice. Maybe that's it then. It's definitely not hands though, right? Not because hands. he has tiny hands. <laughs> tiny hands, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't know whether uh, it was some not... some perhaps like some I didn't know whether maybe it was um so we each have a perception of ourselves as well as a perception of everything yeah. else. And perceptions can sometimes go wrong, as in hallucinations and illusions and stuff. And I don't know whether perhaps the big ego is meant to be an illusion or a, or a hallucination with regard to the self. Maybe that's what we're talking about when we say someone's got a big e- ego. Yeah. W- what do you think? Yeah, so you think it might be interesting to think of it as sort of relative to what you actually are right Mm. when we talk about Mm. big egos we're talking about people who sort of like have a mismatch between their self-image and their self Mm. Mm. Uh, i mean i think that's definitely one way we 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 use it but is is that necessarily true though i'm I'm trying to think of like so okay i can see how if you're donald trump he's got an overinflated sense of self i think that's yeah anyone but him would agree with yeah but say if if you take like a sportsman who's who's very very good um like you know like yeah usain bolt like fastest man alive right Mm. his name's bolt (laughs) and and he's you know six foot seven (laughs) breaks the world record every time (laughs) He, he knows he's good yeah He's got to have a big ego to do what he does yeah. because I'm never going to enter into a race because I might lose. Yeah. You know, so he's got to think he's going to win. Yeah. But but he doesn't have a mismatch. Like yeah. he he's fucking lightning, he's, you know. Right. So it's, yeah. yeah, he's right about it. Yeah. So so yeah. Th- there's no mismatch there. No, that's right. Is there with what he says? But he could still have a big ego. But I yeah, I yeah. would agree. I think he does have a big ego. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, not saying he does or he doesn't, but if he did, you know, it, yeah. it's not necessarily the mismatch. Right? A big ego and no, justifiably no. so, which is perhaps different. Yeah, justifiably in yeah. Trump's yeah. case, maybe. I mean, perhaps in some respects, Trump warrants his his big ego. I'm not too well versed on on the history of Trump, but but it certainly seems that in in other in other senses, it's an overinflation. Maybe yeah. a maybe a maybe a hallucination of his own. Grandeur. You know, a, a delusion of grandeur. Like if someone had a delusion yeah. of grandeur, you might want to say that they have a big ego. It would. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if those two things went hand in hand, which would suggest it's like a perceptual malfunction. You know. Yeah, that's because like narcissism, for example, is that tied to the ego, or is it? Because I read something. I was literally just trying to figure out what the ego was, and. And then I thought, oh, narcissism Narcissism is a famous example of, mm. you know, someone yeah. really just loving themselves. Yeah. Um, and I read someone someone was arguing that it, it can't be related because you can have, like, it can be a personality disorder. Mm. So it's almost, we talked about, I don't know, um, we talked about once about empathy. If you can say, if if empathy isn't necessary for cruelty, does that mean someone who can't feel empathy can ever be cruel? I think that's the sort of what they were talking about with like, if someone has a narcissistic personality disorder, they can't have a big ego because... Yeah, I see. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I literally, oh, yeah, I'm we, just a bit lost. We did speak yeah. about that, like in the same way that maybe a psychopath can't be cruel because they don't have empathy. Maybe someone yeah. with a narcissistic disorder can't be accused of having a big ego because 
Yeah. Because there's a malfunction there. Or at least they can't be um, blameworthy. Right. Maybe. So I think there's there's a difference between, you know, being blameworthy for your huge ego. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe you're just neurologically incapable of, of getting the right self-image. Yeah. And just saying that you uh, you can't have a too big ego, right? So maybe, I, I mean, I would intuitively say that some narcissists still have a big ego. Yeah. But mm. but maybe, you know, if, if narcissism really, you know, undermines responsibility, then, then perhaps, yes, they, they might not be blameworthy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, whereas in other cases, it seems plausible that you might be blameworthy for, for having too big an ego, right? If yeah. I say I'm like the best chess player in the world, but I refuse to play anyone, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think that would make me, in a way, blameworthy for that part of my ego, right? Like yeah. Just, I think in light also of what Carl said, like what what is what is it that's big, right? When uh, when you have a big ego, I don't think it's just about the mismatch, right? I do mm -hmm. think it's sort of. A, part of like the kind of qualities you ascribe to yourself and and in what degree right so so you you know maybe i'm a decent chess player right I mean, that's fine to ascribe to myself in as far as i am one mm. which which i ain't but well, let's <laughs> humor me yeah. for a moment and and pretend i am a decent chess player right i mean that's fine to make that part of my personality but or, or my self-image. But as soon as I start saying things like, you know, I bet this Magnus Carlsen guy, like, <laughs> if it really comes down to brass tacks, like, I mean, as soon as I start doing that kind of stuff, uh, you know, that's a big ego. So so I think, you know, it's it's about the kind of qualities you ascribe to yourself and, and it, it, to what degree. And I do think that we're like, we're more likely to ascribe people a big ego if, if it's a bigger mismatch. But I don't think the connection is like super tight. Like mm. as as you say, like you know, Usain Bolt might have a big ego, and why not, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. He knock, yeah, Knocks not? it out of the park every time. So sure. But that's it. I mean, going back to the chess guy. So if Magnus Carlsen, you know, if you meet him in a pub, and you say, "Oh hi, Magnus," and he's like, "Oh hi," and he, he says to you, "Oh, you know," you say to him, uh, "Are you do you play chess?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm the best in the world." Yeah. <laughs> and and he is like literally ranked yeah. as the best in the world. But if you didn't know that and he said, "Yeah, I'm the best chess player on the planet." Is does he have a big ego? Are you going to walk away with, "Oh, that guy's full of himself" when he was just stating I mean, a fact? Do you know what I mean? It's I mean, I'm already thinking it's quite a coincidence that you've gone up to this guy and asked him that question and not know. Maybe there's a chessboard yeah, there. Quite yeah, quite a conversation yeah. star, isn't Maybe it? he's standing near a chessboard or, or, or something. Yeah, maybe he's, he's got a pocket set out and he's just got it on the bar, just <laughs> trying to elicit the question, maybe. He's got maybe. a T-shirt on, he's yeah. like, I love chess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In which case, if he was trying to elicit the question, I think, yeah, big ego, you know, he wants to... Uh... Big ego, Right, yeah. right, yeah. Okay. He's laying out the breadcrumbs yeah. for you to ask him if he's good at chess. Just so he can be like, yeah, yeah. I'm really good at chess. Yeah. A sort of en enjoyment in talking about yourself. That yeah. seems to be like part and parcel of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree. So I agree. so even like, you know, maybe Usain Bolt, when sort of like really asked, like, no, Usain, like, how good are you? I'm asking you. <laughs> like, maybe he would say yes, right? Yeah. But right. yes, I am the fastest man. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, maybe he just... You know, he doesn't bring up out of himself, right? Yeah. It's not sort of like, you know, 
I'll have a, you know, I'll have two slices of ham and I'm the fastest man in the world. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they definitely I do think those are related. Definitely does seem to be an associated um negative mm. behavior. Well, well, there has to be some negative behavior that goes along with it before you'd say someone has a has a big ego. Like I don't know why, but I just thought of this guy called John Brzezenk, who's who was meant to be the best arm wrestler of all time. Um, yeah. And you'd have never you'd have never said he had a big ego because he was just he was the nicest, coolest guy. You know, never said much, just showed up, did his arm wrestle, and then left. You know, so he mm-hmm. he has a similar claim to a title of best in the world at something as say Usain Bolt does but I wouldn't say his ego is actually anywhere near as big as Usain Bolt's there, there seems to, you have to have maybe a certain a certain strut or a certain uh, way yeah. of carrying yourself before before someone yeah. would call you big egoed yeah. but then I mean I think so so I don't know this guy right but that seems like an example in which you know his lack of ego hasn't really hurt his like mm ability to go out there and you know train whatever muscle makes you the best armor i mean right i mean yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he he didn't become that by accident no. right i'm assuming some some hard work and exercise when yeah there. yeah and I mean, apparently he can do that without having a big ego yeah yeah although then we have although then we have the question about whether um so say if john brazang had had a big ego maybe he would have been even more active throughout his arm wrestling <laughs> yeah. career I don't know. I, I I worry that like if you always ask this question, like maybe it would have gone better with a big ego. Mm. Like that might be true, but I mean, suppose that's true, right? Suppose we find out like actually the ego always give us gives us this bump, right, mm. towards greatness or whatever. I mean, that doesn't make it true that a lack of it will make us like lazy. Yeah, you are right. It depends yeah. on where we put threshold. I mean, maybe it's sort of like it would make us slightly lazier. Yeah, uh, lazier than we might. I mean, it seems like there's mean. a threshold when you're like, yeah, yeah. Mm. So Sheep. even though you could do better, you might not be lazy. Right? Mm. I'm happy being lazier as long as I'm not lazy. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. You know, sure. Yeah, happy. everyone's lazier than someone, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bram, as you stated right at the start of your opinion, you don't think that there are any strong reasons to believe that a lack of ego makes us lazy. Well, allow me to play devil's advocate. I'm going to present three ideas, each of which seems plausible, and which, when taken together, seem to suggest that a lack of ego does make us lazy. First idea, the ego is the self. Google offers three definitions of the word ego, all of which refer to the self, or at least to personal identity. After all, ego is literally the Latin word for I. Second idea. All action is motivated by self-regarding reasons. But, you say, what about giving to charity? What about a mother's unconditional love for her children? Surely such actions aren't motivated by self-regarding reasons. Well, cynical though it may sound, you could argue that people give to charity only to improve their own social standing or simply because it makes them feel good. And as for the mother, you could argue that her children are just an extension of herself. Third idea. Laziness is a lack of action. I think that this is pretty much true by definition. Okay, so we have our three ideas. Now I will pull the rabbit out of the hat. If... 
If the ego is the self, and if all action is motivated by self-regarding reasons, you could say that all action is in fact motivated by the ego. And if laziness is defined as a lack of action, then a lack of ego would indeed make us lazy. Behold a rabbit. Oh my God. So, so my question to you, Bram, is, is uh, what do you think? I mean, I know you said that there isn't, a great deal of um, conclusive work you can do from the armchair but I think that perhaps you could form a connection from the armchair between ego and laziness maybe in the way I just I just tried to do so what do you reckon okay yeah that's uh it's quite a killer rabbit you got out of your hat there uh, James. Uh, very good uh good i mean i i i I also like this question because it drives on something that's sort of a simple idea about what motivates our actions right like all all actions are sort of self-regarding in a way and and this is sort of a popular it's sort of a popular intuitive view about how humans work uh, and and if you combine it with these other two ideas, I do I think you can get to a decent uh, reason to believing that like the ego and and laziness are very closely related. Mm. But I I think upon closer scrutiny, like I think you can push back to all three of these ideas. Okay. Uh, and and in my mind, you can do so quite convincingly. So so I think like on on the first one surely the ego and the self are like very closely related mm. right there there's no doubt about that but that's not the same as them as them being the same thing mm. right like uh, i'm very closely related to my brother but i'm i'm not my brother right so that's <laughs> i mean that, that's <laughs> uh that that doesn't work right so and and then the way the way we've talked about it up till now and i think the way that the the idea got its initial traction was like you know the ego is sort of this self-image we have, right? mm. but that's not the same as the self because we we already talked about this. There might be a huge mismatch between the two, right? And actually, typically, like the self uh, might have a whole lot of uh, negative properties that the self-image wouldn't have, right? So, so I might not really think that I'm actually very obnoxious. You know, that might not be part of my my self-image, while you know, actually being extremely obnoxious. Right, so I think these two can 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 come apart, right? Okay. And I, as as soon as you say something like, you know, the ego is the self, and then I'm going to conclude that you know, uh, you know, lack of ego will result in in laziness. It seems almost as if you're going to run into a contradiction, saying something like, "There's no such thing as a lazy self." Right, <laughs> because I mean, the less self you get, right, the lazier, the lazier you get. So maybe, maybe there's this cutoff point, right? But I think, and I mean, there are people who have selves, right, and who are extremely lazy, right? And do they have like less self than I, I do? Who I think I'm, I'm not extremely lazy. Let's say, mm. let's let's use Usain Bolt again before I, you know, start saying things that aren't true about myself. So, so you know, ex, you know, Usain Bolt is not extremely lazy let's let's assume now it, does he have like uh, does somebody who is extremely lazy has less of a self like i don't think that's that seems immediately true to me yeah that's tricky i think it sort of follows if you, if you accept the first premise and the conclusion you can then infer that laziness can be redefined as death 
So oh, right. get people are lazy, living people are not lazy. And that's that's the cutoff, you know, that's what Right. <laughs> okay. All right, so yeah. yeah, also I feel like you can have a big ego and be lazy at the same time, can't you? Um, back to Trump, right? Yeah. Was... Yeah, exactly. Or like believing that you're doing some, you're, what the action that you're taking that you think makes you not lazy is having like a far greater impact than it actually is mm. because you have this conflated ego. So like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example that isn't, Usain Bolt or Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. I, think the, I think the giving to charity idea was pretty good. Yeah. Like, in, in, yeah. like some people, you know, when they give five euros a month to the Red Cross, right? They think they're they're solving world hunger. Mm. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that might be that might be an example, I guess. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to tidy the house, and then Jimmy gets really like triggered about this, where you know when you polish something and you don't. If you're polishing a worktop and there's things on top of it and you don't lift up the things and polish underneath. Yeah. So in your head, you can be like, I'm doing a great thing. I'm cleaning the house. The house looks beautiful. But you've done it in a really lazy way. In a very way superficial where, way. Yeah, yeah. Where you haven't picked up that lampshade and cleaned underneath But the lampshade... The lampshade is covering the area. Yeah, see that? Uh, there can be no dust on the lampshade. See, this used to distinguish the good, the good waiters and waitresses from the bad ones because they would, they would clean under the salt and pepper. You know, the good ones oh, would. The good, <laughs> the good ones, right? Oh, we see. Yeah. Whereas the the lazy ones are just would just do a circle around them, and if the table was particularly <laughs> filthy, you'd see that circle. It would look atrocious, <laughs> you know. There'd just be a circle of ketchup around the around the centerpiece. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. that's gross. No one wants to be yeah. that guy. Although I can't, I don't know how we got here now. I've lost my, I've lost the <laughs> um, track. <laughs> I, I think we established somebody as a bad waiter, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, we've established that's something. What that... <laughs> bad, bad waiters are lazy. Yes, that was <laughs> it. Yeah. That was it. I th- I'll I'll try to run through like the other things I'll, I'll I I'd like to push back on. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because I think actually, I mean, I think that the second premise or the the second idea is like the more tricky one, or or the one that like seems really intuitively appealing to a lot of people, right? Yeah. The idea that in the end, like or um, in the end, our actions are always self-serving yeah. or, or always self-regarding, right? Mm. So I I mean, I don't think that you know self-servingness is is the source of all actions and i think one of the uh, one of the things that i think is a shame about debates or, or discussions about this is that it always seems to fall apart into sort of this romantic view of as you say like a you know a, a mother's ch- love for her children and and giving to charity and selfless actions and and then on the other hand just you know self-serving actions i think there's like a lot of actions we do that are neither here nor there. Okay. Like it's not this romantic fuzzy. I mean, people people collect stamps, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I mean, they're they're not doing any harm. They're not doing any good. I I would say, but it's it's just unclear that they're sort of like that. This is some some deeply self-serving actions. And again, I think mm. like children. I have this distinct memory of like going to church uh, as a child, and I saw this other child like licking a Bible, like but, but like voraciously. Right? I wouldn't say that that's not particularly lazy, right? 
<laughs> it's definitely an action. But was that like a self-serving yeah. action? Like, I don't know. I think the kid just had some energy left sitting in church and, you know, yeah. decided to, you know, see what licking the Bible might do. <laughs> they got the wrong idea of Holy Communion, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so I think like... There's all like you know, if you have a sugar rush, you do all kinds of weird stuff, and it's just unclear yeah, to me that they're yeah. like self-serving in in the way that you would want to say. And then I think the the the, the second leg of what I want to say is like more in the sort of romantic field, right? Where where people say like, oh, but there's all this selfless behavior, blah blah blah. I think the reaction to that after a while becomes a bit tedious right there's always well you know maybe there's sort of like this joy they get out of this Mm. right and and i agree that you can always argue that right but in the end you sort of you're you're backing away from what used to be a very simple explanation Mm. right It, it used to be very simple like you want something for yourself and then you do it for yourself but now there's all these sort of like hidden pleasures that you might not even be aware of, right? Or something like that. Like they might not even be aware that they're getting a pleasure out of donating money, but they, they, they actually get it. And in the end, you get this like, it's almost like the God works in mysterious ways explanation for things, right? So so when, when people say like, well, if God is so good, why do bad things happen, right? And they say, oh, you know, it's God who works in mysterious ways. Mm. And it's the same like, well, if we're so self-serving, then yeah. um, then why do these non-self-serving things? That well, you know, you know, the self-servingness works in yeah. mysterious ways. Like the self is this weird yeah. thing. And children I mean, who lick Bibles work in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. I'm glad I got religion into the yeah. discussion. There. Yeah. Uh, no. So, so I mean. I, I think there's sort of this intuitive idea, but I the more people talk about it, the more I worry. I just don't see how it's super appealing. So I think uh, Carl's idea that my argument ends up being absurd um, insofar as being lazy ends up with the self dying in some regard. I mean, I, 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 think, I, I think I'd be quite happy to bite that bullet, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only lazy people are dead. Yeah. Is that what you want? Yeah, maybe. That's, yeah. that's a t shirt slogan. <laughs> yeah. Let's get that one printed up. Yeah, yeah because I, I was thinking about uh, Bram's, Bram's child who was licking the Bible. I mean, not, I assume it wasn't Bram's child, but the child of Bram's story. <laughs> and I thought maybe that kid hasn't got a sense of self. Maybe he's not old enough yet. Maybe he's just, he's moved by impulse. And he has no self-image whatsoever. I mean, I think if he had a self-image, he probably would have thought twice about licking the Bible. <laughs> I, I, I think I think I kind of I, I kind of like that idea that they sort of have a they don't have a, a, a sense of self-esteem or self-image that we we already have, and that's why I think I mean one good explanation is that's why kids are so rambunctious, right? <laughs> They're not really thinking about, oh, my yeah. God, I'm going to be the, you know, the Bible looking yeah. <laughs> right? uh, yeah. which, you know, maybe it's because that pre it served them quite well. Like, yeah. we're probably something like 20 years later, he made it into a podcast. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good. Oh, but maybe, wow. And I think that's maybe because they're pre-ego, you know, so maybe we can't yeah. we can't appeal to them at all when we're trying to talk about this stuff. But I, I mean, I think as soon as you, you want that kind of line, you do have to step away a bit from the idea that the ego just is the self. Yeah, really. I agree. I agree. That was a bit of a stretch. 
I mean, I disagreed with your conclusion, but I mean, I think the beauty of this argument was that the the three uh, premises are all completely false. <laughs> <laughs> three false premises leading to a false conclusion, which is kind of rare, right? Because normally, normally you would have like one false premise, and you're like, oh, that, that's where the mistake is. This has got three. Well, you know, but but they're cl- they're cl- I think they're close enough to something like true. Yeah, that it it makes it believable, and that's the real beauty. Because I was trying to come but, up with um, something that may that may have stayed close to the intuition that inspired the question you know i was trying to think yeah yeah no it was very good very good but yeah oh it's just completely, completely wrong, wrong. Yeah. all right yeah. well on that note yeah. we can we can draw a, we can draw a uh, draw a line under this segment and dive straight into carl's segment which i'm sure will be far more uh, accurate <laughs> anyway it's not about being accurate is it? it's about exploring ideas james you know? yeah, right. i thought i thought it, i thought it was very good maybe i didn't explain myself but i thought it was really good but i just thought there was a beauty to, to how wrong it was how how well? How deliberate? In a way, deliberately wrong. So you're, I mean, you're trying to mislead. So do you think you're trying to mislead people by saying, "Oh, you know, laziness is a lack of action." That seems believable. It seems plausible, yeah. but it's obviously not true. Do you think the argument was valid? At least, do you think the conclusion followed from the premises, even if they were false? Oh yeah, no, I think it, I think maybe it did. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I'm, I'm, that's yeah. that's all the philosopher's job is. We don't, it's just, it's just the whole, <laughs> we don't worry about truth. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, as, as a logician, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt the logic. Okay. I just, I, I, I doubt the, I doubt the lemma. Okay. You know, three, three false lemmas. Fantastic. <clears throat> I mean, that's better than my usual two. So. <laughs> yeah, but, but but so so Carl actually attacked uh, the one thing I hadn't talked about yet, right? So you said like the the lack of action is laziness. Is laziness, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's obviously false. Like I, I agree, false. but why, why, why do you think that? Uh, well, I think there are because surely there are actions that embody laziness. Mm. You know, eating a packet of uh, crisps on the sofa. You know, eating more Maltesers than his health. Maybe I'm just describing my life. Um, <laughs> but, but like, like there, there are things. You know, you could you could um, go and make yourself a sandwich, or you could just eat the Mars bar in front of you. And the lazy thing is to eat the Mars bar. But it's an action. You know, it's not like. And sometimes. The, the lazier thing to do involves more work, you know. Uh, more conceptual yeah. work you know, to find a shortcut. Well, I, well, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, like Bram was alluding to, it's, 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 you wouldn't want to take um, outliers in these sort of cases, right? So you don't want to talk about children who are too young because they're maybe not what we're talking about when we're talking about adults. But um, I don't know if, if you could think about maybe something like a drug addict. Yeah. Could you look at a drug addict? You know, they've got this insane, you know, uh, triple life where they're stealing from this guy or they're doing this and they're lying to this guy and they're, you know, all, all to serve this addiction. Um, which may or may not be self-serving, but you wouldn't say that person is lazy, even though the hard, in, the hard-working thing, the non-lazy action, would be to pull yourself together, go to rehab, get a job, become a member of society, um, you know, and 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 have a fulfilling life. But th- that's a lot of hard work, so it's lazier to like put in loads of hard work just just to buy drugs all the time yeah. do you know something like that i don't know i don't yeah. know i'm just thinking off the top of my head but no. do, do you know yeah, what i mean no, i just don't no, think I that think, you know yeah, i think you're on to something. Right, there, yeah. there are if there are lazy actions then laziness can't be a lack of action yeah i that yeah that cleared that up because i i thought jimmy's sentence made sense in the sense in my head it was like oh yeah it's a lack of 
action as in a lack of doing the mm. the action that mm. would be the most productive yeah right but then when you said yeah. oh well what do you do if you don't do that action you do a different action yeah. which is the lazy one it's like oh, i mean yeah. to I, I will admit that um that that, that definition of laziness w- wasn't one of google's i actually fudged a few of google's together <laughs> just to make my argument right. work here we go <laughs> yeah. look at that all right well well i'm still pleased that in playing devil's advocate we've managed to to tease apart a few more of these ideas i think i've uh, i've mm. succeeded in that much at least wouldn't you say carl yeah oh yeah no absolutely oh, fantastic. Oh, roaring success <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so bram i thought i i agree with everything you said um, in your opinion um of course you do. i Nice. As much as I disagree with Jim, um, and I, uh, but I thought the interesting thing, like we were saying earlier, is like where does the question come from, right? Because it's got to be with any of these questions, you know, they because they've come from the the public. There has to be some sort of underlying intuitions that are at play. The the questions seem plausible, right? We all we read we read the question, and no one says, "Well, that's 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 a nonsense." It seems at least, you know on first glance, to be something that's worthwhile. So I thought, given that, I completely agree with everything you said and that it's completely plausible for someone to be, to have a large ego and be lazy or, you know, to um, be late, I'm going to get myself in trouble here, to be lazy and to have no ego. Is that right? No, Other way to have an ego and be lazy or yeah, whatever, yeah. whichever it yeah, is. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no necessary connection, yeah, right, yeah. between laziness and ego, okay? My question would be, where does that come from then? Where does the idea come from that someone could ask that question and we'd all say, oh, yeah, no, I think it does. Or, oh, no, I don't think it doesn't. And why, didn't we, why don't we say intuitively, why would you think there's a causal relation there? It just it seems, seems bizarre that you would think. Do you know what I mean? So do, do, what does it say about a society that says, you know, lazy people don't regard themselves, whereas people who are not lazy, who are doing yeah. things, they think a lot of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Given that I think you've proven it's not true, that that's the case. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question, right? So, so <laughs> I mean, I'm not a philosopher of culture or an anthropologist. So, so exactly where does this come from? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Right. So these kind of uh, questions, but I think like, something that that james got at is is this impoverished view of like where our motivations come from yeah i think that's that's widely i mean i mean relatively widely accepted and, mm-hmm. and it sort of forms a, a a real problem and and i think like there's sort of this tendency of of saying that like anyone who opposes to this is just naive mm-hmm. right <laughs> you have to be a naive romantic there's sort of this I would say there's this distrust of individuals that like if they don't do it uh, self-servingly, uh, I, I mean, if they don't have any reason to do things for themselves, they won't do anything, mm, right? Yeah. And I, I just, I don't really know where it comes from. Like there's there's some famous examples in like, you know, Nietzsche, right? Who started with this whole idea that like, you know, at the bottom, you know, everything is ugly and it's sort of this will to power that drives us all, mm. right? I think it's maybe, which I think I was confused on at the start, is confusing ego with pure self-confidence. Mm. So the idea that, like, if you are if you have the self-confidence that you can do something, like Carl was saying about Bolt, 
that might give you the motivation to try and do it in the first place. Whereas if you don't have that confidence, you're maybe going to be like, oh, what if, what if I what if I fail? What if yeah. this happens? What if this happens? And then because of that fear of failure or like the the lack of self-confidence, as it were, you fail to do that um, that action, yeah. which you some people might see as lazy under a certain definition i guess that's why the question doesn't immediately strike as like that's a that's an odd question like of course it's of course not because if you see confident people following their i don't know following their dreams (laughs) i mean like you know what i mean like um yeah like i saw a study that said this is what i was asking about narcissism there was a study that said apparently people with higher narcissistic tendencies are more likely to engage actively in protests. Mm -hmm. So it's like writing letters to governors or members of parliament, signing petitions, canvassing, stuff like that, because they have this idea in their head that people will actually care about what they're saying. Mm. So there's that drive to... (laughs) The fools, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because they feel like, I I can make a difference. I I can make a difference. Look at me. Of course Mm. I can make a difference. I'm me, yeah. And yeah, Yeah. and then that's the the narcissism coming into play. Obviously, that's a very proactive thing because it's really good to write letters and outwardly protest against things that you have an issue with. Um, so I guess that's where the sort of, yeah, I think yeah. maybe it's just the confusion of ego and self-confidence is why that question doesn't immediately. Yeah, I think that's a really good, like, I think that's a really good explanation of it, to be honest. I mean, I was thinking about um, ambition too. Like when someone mm, says, yeah. um, oh, you're lazy, that might be accompanied by, or at least they may be thinking that the person has no ambition, you know? Yeah. Um, and I guess to have ambition, you need to project yourself into the future in some way. You know, you have mm. to have some sort of self-regard. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think the question comes from a sensible place, but it is, but it is, it is hard to. Oh, absolutely, it's hard yeah. to locate. <clears throat> what do you think, Carl? Yeah. Do you, do you have an idea about where it might come from? Uh, well, like all these questions, I think it comes from misunderstandings. Yeah. People just misunderstand what the word lazy means. They misunderstand what the word ego means. They misunderstand. <laughs> <laughs> their place in the universe and they put two and two together and they make five and they think they've said something worthwhile enough. <laughs> but you know that's that's what happens all the time with all of us so you know so um, yeah. so, it's, it's no bad thing so what's that so if that if that's the case what, what would you say our job here on the podcast is to do is it to it's to show that two and two doesn't equal five or does it equal six I don't know. I what think it's just to it? show that, that, you know, there is a two and there's a two, there's a five, there's also a four. <laughs> and, you know, one this. day we'll get them in the right order. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and is it through conversations just, like this that we'll eventually get there or is this... Uh... And we'll figure out two plus two might equal four. Speaking as a narcissist, I think it's paramount <laughs> that we continue this work. Yeah. <laughs> we can affect change where we're us. <laughs> I know, Bram, in your um, opinion, you talked a bit about, I think you said something like being, like having an inflated ego can lead you to not do things, I think you mentioned, mm. which was, is interesting, I guess, from a self, from the self-confidence, like, viewpoint. Yeah, I, what do you think? Yeah, well, maybe it just inclines you towards a certain 
type of action and away from another sort of action like in in trump's case he's got that big ego to such an extent that he does, that he doesn't want to listen to his cia briefings but that's because yeah. that may be because he thinks i've got better things to do with my time he maybe he's not just gonna and, and that may just be golf like i, I doubt he just <laughs> i doubt that when he should be listening to the briefings he just goes and sits quietly in a room by himself and does absolutely nothing <laughs> I'm sure he's doing. I'm sure he's well, doing something. We don't know. He'll be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it yeah. just inclines him away from one set of behaviour and towards another more self-serving set of behaviour. He goes and looks at his bum in the mirror or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's good. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, it's strange, really, because he is he is kind of uh, patient zero for us, right? Today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Donald Trump yeah. is um, a someone who is perceived to have a large ego. Yeah. yeah. And but he's also perceived as being incredibly lazy. Mm. I mean, even though he's he's a billionaire, he's like a billionaire and who inherited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but he inherited a lot of money, yeah. and then and lost he, it. he made money through. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he made lots of money through real estate, which is kind of the laziest way to make <laughs> money, right? You just yeah. you buy yeah. you buy something and then wait. Yeah. I mean, you literally do almost nothing. You you buy some space and then wait for people to want the space. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think he's. He's an interesting case to consider when we're thinking about this. And I think he, he's almost like a one-man yeah. argument that, <laughs> that, you know, you, so, you can yeah. have... So you would say that Trump you know, is a... large ego and be lazy. Yeah, so Trump is a, is a, is a counterexample to the, to, to the idea, you know. He's yeah, a, he's our counterexample. Is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the prime... The prime counterexample. <laughs> counterexample. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, that is interesting because I just don't know whether... I mean, he must do stuff all the time. You know, he's he must he do. must be yeah. doing things. So, I think part of this is to do with the fact that we haven't maybe gotten to a clear understanding of what laziness is here. Like, I, I maybe I maybe muddied the water by saying that it's just a lack of action, and I'm sorry for that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's sort of like there are requirements on your actions, right? Mm. Like, like you should quite often you should be doing things right mm, yeah and and i mean trump you know being the president he should be doing like a whole lot of things right he <laughs> should be solving <laughs> the corona crisis in, in in the us right he should be and and i think the idea of like not doing that not not because there's an obstacle per se right but just not doing that because you couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Right? Mm. That's sort of, that seems to be, that seems to be the problem. And yeah. and there's sort of like, there's all, I mean, let's say there's like a list of reasons that standardly like stop us from action. Like we might be too tired or, you know, mm. we, we might be incapacitated or, or we might not be able to do it. But once all of these are gone and you still refuse to do it, it seems like then they're sort of like, then you're sort of inching in towards you know laziness yeah. but maybe yeah i don't know so is it are we saying then that, that is it's a you if you lack the will to act then you're lazy is that what yeah well before i um did my proper research when people were like oh what's the next what's the next episode about i kept saying does a lack of ego lead to a lack of motivation? Like yeah. that's what I had in my head oh, the whole that's time. Interesting, yeah. And then I went on yeah. Facebook and was like, oh, actually it's it's lazy. Yeah. Um, so, but, those, but those two seem I, connected, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I think that's sort of linked to what we were saying about the lack of, what, what were you saying, Carl? Like the willpower or the will to do something. The will to act. Yeah, yeah the will to act. Like not having the motivation and also probably, I guess, not actively seeking 
Now that's interesting. So do you think someone do you think someone with the incapacity to act at all? Like let's say imagine um someone who's who's strapped down, they can't act, but they've got they've still got the will. They've got the will to do things. Would you be able to rightly call them lazy? I mean it'd be odd. It'd be odd to call someone who was in unable to move lazy. It would be it would be Are wrong. you thinking of the movie Seven? You're you're literally describing the plot of the movie Seven. Do you, do you remember? Have you seen that movie? I have actually. And now that you've said you know that, that I think that is what I'm describing. Like that that's that's not laziness. That was sloth. Right? Oh, that was sloth. Yeah, sloth. That was the sin he was. You know, he did the seven sins. Yeah. Right? So he 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 straps a guy to a bed. Yeah. So he can't move for, but keeps him on, fed on drips or whatever. But can like, for a can year. someone who's strapped to he's a, not lazy. Yeah, so someone who's strapped down and, and physically incapable of moving cannot be accused can't of be being lazy. lazy. No. Or can they? Because well, they could, some, well, if they were like, it, uh, it could be lazy. maybe I'll just yeah. you if know, it's to do with if here. it's to do with willpower. I mean, if they're if they're strapped, they're thinking, oh, I'll break out of these straps later on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be bothered. That would be that would be lazy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and and since that's the case, that does suggest that it's more of a mental state rather than mm. than physically moving about and, and doing things and but I think, picking things up. I know. I think laziness can still be a really good motivator. Like, was isn't there a quote from someone that was like, "If I want a job done efficiently, I find the laziest person to do it because the yeah. lazy person yeah, will yeah. always find the quickest and easiest way to do something." <laughs> I think that was yeah. That's that's Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Say, yeah. yeah, I mean. To me, to me, that always sounded like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're surrounded by like all these Silicon Valley geeks who like only code, like I'm sure they'll they appreciate efficiency, yeah. right? So, yeah. so that's why. But I don't think any of those people are like particularly lazy, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I just find that highly doubtful. Right? Mm. I mean, I agree that there's something to the fact that like. There's, I, I think a lot of people, in, in, in my opinion, I remember, and, and I still, like, as a child, this is sort of the story of my life. I, I think a lot of people waste energy on useless stuff, like ironing clothes. Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I think that's completely stupid. Yeah. And I, I you know, it's, it's, a, it's a trick played on humanity, ironing clothes, <laughs> right? Like, oh, no, no, like, you have to, uh, and it's going to take hours. But you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyway. Yeah. Like, so I agree that there's something to that, like, not putting your energy into completely useless stuff is good. But I don't think like not putting energy in useless stuff makes you lazy. Right. Mm, Yeah. That's just seems like a misunderstanding on what, what that means. Mm. And I love iron. I I think like that's actually. Sorry, Bram, I just interrupted you. with something completely stupid. I think it can be quite therapeutic, can't it? Well, just ironing. Ironing. Does Does that give it a, a utility then? Do, do people for me i get my deepest thinking done when i'm so do people do it then as a as a meditative exercise i don't I, you know i'm i'm with bran here i don't do it <laughs> no chance but like do but if the people who do do it are they doing it for some other reason so in which case my uh, mum does not useless. my mum's the same no. she loves it she's like this is the time where she's like i have an excuse to relax really? it, so is I there know. a single person on on the planet earth <laughs> Who does ironing because they don't like creases in clothes, or does everyone just do it because oh, I just li- I just <laughs> like the the meditative quality of it, and then the people who don't I'll do a poll. Like, I don't pole. find this meditative quality, so I don't do it. But there is no person who's like oh, I, I don't find it meditative, but I just can't stand the creases in clothes, so I have well, to do it. You know? I mean, I think that it's only lizard people who iron. 
because I think that warm-blooded people, Uh-oh. I think that warm-blooded people generate enough heat from their bodies to to get rid of even the most stubborn wrinkles from you their clothes. You think we steam clothes onto? Well, just make sure you yeah, I, I, make sure you're we, wearing we it for half an hour before so leaving. Much heat. And it'll it'll we can I, I, it'll, yeah, even a shirt I can get I the creases can't. out of a shirt just with my just body, with body heat. quite easily. It's the late so yeah, it's yeah, the lizard really? people. Yeah, 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 it's the lizard That's people. That's what I do. Yeah, 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 the cold-blooded people. Oh dear! Although, but, but Alex, you now. did say that you were you did say that you were doing it for therapeutic reasons. I so I think you're probably in the clear. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's exactly why I'm yeah. doing it. <laughs> Not because I'm a lizard person. <laughs> the essential points have been touched upon now, right? I think so. Yeah, Bram, what were you saying? Sorry, we went on a complete tangent I, about I, ironing. He was talking about ironing, really. wasn't he? Oh, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah, I think. I don't know how, how germane this is, but I think there is this under misunderstanding about like calling people lazy and it just being a disagreement about what is important. Yeah. Right. I think this is exactly what's going on. I mean, exactly. This is often what's going on with teenagers, right? So sort of like, oh, they're so lazy. Well, I mean, quite often they just, they can't really care about the things you care about. And then that might be laziness, but it might just be a genuine disagreement about what is important. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, there are, I mean, I think that teenagers are often characterized as lazy because they do spend so much time sleeping, you know? And I think, yeah, yeah you need to. And it's and you do need to when you're a teenager. It's important. Yeah. I think tiredness is like another thing that's easily yeah. confused for, for laziness. And I don't think that should be, those two shouldn't be conflated, I don't think. Because, I mean, the... I mean, it would be like, you know going up to people after a marathon and just like <laughs> yeah ask them to do things like you know now you're gonna fold your clothes and you know yeah like, do the dishes no i'm yeah. tired well it's just it's the laziness so yes. in conclusion um does a lack of ego make you lazy bram yes no or what was it <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> and you shouldn't ask. No. No. The lack of ego does not make you lazy. J- James? I mean, I was utterly convinced by my devil's advocacy, <laughs> despite the fact all the premises were false. So I'm going to say that in some roundabout way, yes, a lack of ego does make us lazy. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. I, I thought we were just allowed to say yes, no. Or, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to have yeah. can qualify your way around. Yeah. It then. I mean, because I want to say something more qualified than no. Yeah. Right, okay. I think it can make us. We all want a soapbox. Is... Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll edit that out. No, I keep promise. that in. That's funny. Keep that in. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, well, my answer is yes. It can <laughs> okay. make... No, it does make us lazy. Not just that it can, I think it does make us lazy. Okay. Carl, what do you think? Well, I, I agree with Bram. Uh, no, and I've never been more convinced of anything <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> you said that last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say every very, week. Yeah. Alex, what He's do you think? He's got that self-assured... Oh, I don't know. Um, I think I think, I'll I think say you yes. have the dis- it can, it can, it can. Yes, but not necessarily. But, it will. But, I'm not going to say will. But nothing. I mean, qualifying it. So the answer is yes. No. So it's yeah, too. No. Okay. Yeah. You're right. If yeah, I had to qualify yeah, exactly. it, it's no. 
What yeah, do you mean? That's, that that's, seems that's, don't let Carl. What do you mean? You. I don't know. I actually don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just let you just let Carl philosophically browbeat you into changing your answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very easily convinced of arguments. <laughs> okay, let me go again. Um, no, yeah, no. <laughs> Wait, and then I do another one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it does. All right, well, and then you can just toss a coin and see what happens. Okay, really, yeah. take care. Fantastic. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Armchair Opinions. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Bram for joining us this week. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, five stars only, and find us on our website, armchairopinions.org, where you can send in questions for the armchair philosophers. Join us next time when we will be inspecting an opinion about why the things we love hurt us the most. Bye for now. Bye. 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 I think I said in unspucting. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>